today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Um, and then you have uh, fintechs who actually work and collaborate with banks and um, who uh, offer their services to banks so that banks can focus on what they do best and the rest they can basically insource uh, uh, and uh, like this uh, because they get the, the best in class products from, from their partners, from fintechs, for example, again, can offer also their customers uh, better services, better customer experience, better products. And that's exactly where, where Deposit Solutions is coming from. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. Deposit Solutions has an open banking solution that connects customers and banks. Working in 20 European countries, the company has 30 million depositors on the platform with 25 billion euro in deposits. And now Deposit Solutions is active in the U.S. We have Philip von Gersewald, Deposit Solutions CEO in the U.S. on the podcast to talk about what challenges banks are most looking to solve. We talk about the U.S. adoption of open architecture and how COVID-19 has generated a new perspective on how banks view and work with fintech partners. Philip von Gersewald is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Yes, hi, Zach. Nice to, nice to meet you and thank you for the opportunity to talk to you. Um, my name is Philip von Gersewald and I'm the CEO for Deposit Solutions LLC, the U.S. subsidiary of Deposit Solutions. Previously, I was uh, an executive at, at Deutsche Bank for 20 years. I was responsible there for the global corporate M&A business as well as regulatory strategy. And uh, I also ran venture capital and private equity at, at Deutsche Bank for some time. Amazing. And thanks for joining us, Philip. So I'm curious about um, that transition from Deutsche Bank into Deposit Solutions. Before we jump into Deposit Solutions, what was the connection between you know, the work you did before and sort of what you're doing now? Yeah. So when I was at Deutsche Bank, um, around the end of 2015, I changed role with a few other colleagues within, within the bank. Um, and we started developing a, a new blueprint uh, uh, digital bank uh, for, for Deutsche Bank in the U.S. Um, the idea was that uh, that, that would be a, a, a new way for Deutsche Bank to, to run its banking operations. Mm-hmm. And um, when Deutsche Bank, as we all saw, um, got into some trouble, the bank decided to focus on its, on its core uh, for activities, and I decided that I loved the, the new digital banking world uh, very much, and um, decided then to eventually go over to the to the fintech side. And uh, with Top Deposit Solutions, I, I found uh, uh, the perfect company who does um, <clears throat> exactly that. Deposit Solutions is a, is a fintech that uh, that works with banks, that uh, cooperates with banks and provides a platform for banks to gather uh, deposits. So uh, curious, before we hop into completely into deposit solutions, are, are there carryover skills that you think came from the big bank, um, from Deutsche into deposit solutions that, um, I don't know, may make you more successful in your role today? Well, I think first of all, having worked 20 years at, at Deutsche Bank in, uh, in very, very, uh, close cooperation with the management board as well as with uh, the treasury and, and finance and other departments. I very much understand how bank works, yeah. how, how bank works um, both locally as well as globally. Um, I also was on the board of, um, of various subsidiaries, uh, so I know what the local demands are and I know how, how regulators um, think. 
And uh, that provides me with the ability to understand what banks need, what bank wants, and to effectively talk to them. So I think that is a, that is a great way to, to carry over from banking into uh, a broader financial services area, fintech, and uh, then uh, work with, with banks. So that's a great segue into my next question, Philip. So, so what, what do banks, what are they looking for? What are their challenges today? Yeah. So I think in general, if you maybe I take a step back and say, because fintechs are often associated uh, with, uh, with competing with banks. And mm -hmm. in general, we need to take a step back and see that there are two, two kinds of fintechs. One is those who uh, compete with banks and have been very successful in, in gaining customers away from banks by offering sometimes better products, sometimes uh, just the, the right customer experience. Um, and then you have the fintechs who actually work and collaborate with banks and um, who uh, offer their services to banks so that banks can focus on what they do best and the rest they can basically insource uh, uh, and uh, like this uh, because they get the, the best in class products from, from their partners, from fintechs, for example, again, can offer also their customers uh, better services, better customer experience, better products. And that's exactly where, where Deposit Solutions is coming from. So can I take a step back and, and you know, I, I think part of what we're talking about here is, you know, more of an open architecture. Um, can we talk about, you know, you, you're a U.S. subsidiary of a European company, right? Like, what is the U.S. adoption of, of open architecture technology and, and sort of where do we fit in, in in sort of the global rollout of that? Absolutely. So, first of all, I think you described the word open architecture per per perfectly well. Um, there's often confusing uh, confusion in the U.S. when you talk about open banking, which is associated in a way with open, open financing services or, or something like that. Um, which is often associated with with bank with, with fintechs and other companies gaining access to to bank bank data and banks customer data and being able to use it. So open architecture is not that. Open architecture means that um, that banks can use uh, established solutions, established standards by third parties, and can use these to, uh, as a product which they insource. So basically, that's uh, the the. The opposite way of, of, of outsourcing is when banks give away something, they insource um, services to get better quality in the end uh, for, the, for the customers. And uh, Deposit Solutions is one of those platform players um, to offer banks an alternative way to gather deposits. So, so that's interesting. So where do you see, Philip, from where you sit, where's growth coming um, in the U.S. market? For deposit solutions or in general? Um, particularly for you and I guess how, what, that, what that means for the market in general. So, as I said, deposit solutions, we are a very well-established uh, European company. We're working in Europe with, with over 100 banks uh, and have been uh, very successful there, having transmitted more than 25 billion euros in, in deposits. And in the US, we're about to start. And... Um, here we, we position ourselves as a, as a new way for banks to gather deposits. Um, in, the, in a way, we offer banks the ability to digitally connect through our platform with, uh, with consumers. And um, through that, uh, banks have the ability to raise deposits with wholesale simplicity 
while the deposits still exhibit retail characteristics like stickiness, granularity. Got it. So, so I, I guess I'm stuck on that. Can you talk a little bit more about actually how the mechanism works? Sure. So deposit solutions um, is in the end is a platform. Mm -hmm. And on the one, one hand side, we allow banks to through the platform um, gather and gather deposits by offering savings accounts and bank cities to customers. Mm -hmm. Customers on the other hand side, gain access to these products um, by, uh, through our distribution partners who again, connect to the platform um, and uh, have then access to the products which the banks want to offer. And customers through a single account then have the ability to deposit their money at the participating banks. One of those distribution channels is safebetter.com, our US um, uh, distribution front end website. And um, there customers can go and see, for example, um, the offerings of the participating banks. Then they can sign on uh, very effectively within a few minutes, uh, open a single account. And once that's opened, then they can deposit uh, money uh, and withdraw money through that account at the, the participating banks. Interesting. And you wouldn't describe that as a marketplace? Well, it is not a marketplace because a marketplace um, for example, if you go to a marketplace, you see the offerings, but then you have to sign up with each and every bank. You have to open an account again and again. So here we just have a single account mm -hmm. opening. And after that, they can basically manage the account effectively. And it's not in the US a typical broker CD, which you see. It's actually savings account and bank accounts, which allows for lettering, for prolongations, for effective managing um, of the cash as a, as an asset class. And I believe that's, that's very different. Yeah. That, that makes sense the way you explained it. So, so given the fact of where you are in your, in your maturation, like what, what are you doing um, to gain market share in the U S what is, what is your launch strategy? Um, you mentioned you have this, this website that sort of acts as, as, as a front end of the distribution. Can you talk about, I guess, some of your efforts to launch it to the U S market then? Sure. So, on the one hand side, we are, um, we're signing up banks to be on the platform and we are talking to um, a few handful of, of banks um, and um, some of them have, have already signed up um, and uh, others are in the process of signing up. So that is definitely um, one way to, to gather the, I would say, the inventory on the shelf, uh, which we are then going to market. And on the other hand side, we are marketing that through Save Better, but uh, also we are using um, digital marketing through affiliates, through, um, through influencers and, and wherever else to then promote these products and help banks gather deposits here. So in the end, uh, what we're going to do is a, a um, product-led marketing campaign for the participating banks and for the consumers to provide choice, safety, and convenience. So, so I understand the strategy. Uh, like, what, what kind of channels are you going to use to get that through? You mentioned influencers. Um, like, what kind of communications channels? Well, it's a, it's 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 a full array of uh, mm -hmm. of digital of digital distribution. Um, we definitely will um, will have to test a bit uh, how the US exactly works, but all from what we have seen so far, using our US uh, our European experience in in digital marketing. 
Um, and, uh, and then uh, adjusting that uh, to the particular US uh, needs, but also to see where, where we are successful, that will definitely determine it. But in the end, it's, it's, the, it's the affiliates, uh, it is, um, it is uh, as, as you said, it's potentially press, it's, uh, it's influencers, blogs maybe, Zach, we can, uh, we can have uh, something on, on, on your blogs and uh, on your publishing publications. Um, so the, the full array of, um, of, of digital distribution in the end. Got it. And Philip, how important is that it's savebetter.com? Well, savebetter is, is one distribution channel and we're thinking or we're working on adding others. Mm-hmm. In the end, uh, savebetter is, is there to... Uh, to demonstrate how it works. It's a bit of, of solving the chicken and egg problem. Mm-hmm. You start into a market and um, you don't have distribution. You want to sign up banks. They'll say, yes, yeah, sounds great, but how are you going to do it? And then you'll say, well, hmm, I, I need to find my distribution partners. On the other hand side, if you, have to, if you, if you go to a distribution partners, uh, partner and say, hey, you want to get the, you want to sign up and then say, hey, yeah, but where are your banks? So, by, uh, by having our own first distribution channel, savebetter.com, we're able to, um, to solve for that and show and demonstrate how it, how it, how it works. We're also able to um, be independent of, of third-party distribution. And um, that's the way we did it in Europe. And uh, then we will add uh, um, other distribution channels. These could be um, banks, these could be non-banks, this could be fintech, if you talk about non-banks, but it could be all kind of um, eco digital ecosystems who want to add a deposit product um, to their to their ecosystem, which uh, with while maintaining the um, the customer relationship, which is key for, for what we are doing, and by that they basically allow the the customers to. Um, keep the money in the system to make the, um, the, the ecosystem stickier for the customer. Got it. And I'm sure Philip, as you were um, crafting your go-to-market plan, um, COVID-19 was not included in that go-to-market plan. So could you talk to me a little bit about, um, I guess how banks are thinking about um, partnering with, with a FinTech or, or a solutions provider like deposit solutions? Oh, I think you're, you're absolutely right. I th- think nobody, um, had really COVID nineteen on in, in in the strategy uh, about uh, half a year ago, but uh, I don't think that COVID nineteen overall um, changed the strategy. It, it, what it did, in my opinion, is it accelerated the underlying trends. So basically, banks were before already using some kind of um, of digital channels, right? You. Know, I mean, in the end, if you, if you go back, it all started with some kind of uh, first online banking then mobile banking. And uh, then the apps came through through the mobile banking and, uh, and then we started developing ecosystems. So that was all, all out there and um, was all used. What COVID-19 did is it accelerated all of these trends because from one day to the other, it was necessary for, for most people to no longer access their, their, their bank through the traditional physical channels, but to be completely digital. And um, so we have seen that in, in other industries as well, if you look at it. So for example, we all had self-checkout uh, in supermarkets, but before nobody used them because they were somewhat inconvenient and uh, then it was easier to go down the traditional route. Now, COVID-19 again, this changed. Now people got used to it. The customer experience got better. 
and um, it all accelerated the underlying uh, trends. Well, I, it, I'm curious the way you described it. Also, um, it felt like, as you said earlier in your in your in your commentary, um, it, there is this kind of mis misperception, I guess, of fintech, you know, necessarily competing with with incumbent banking. Um, but here, it's sort of like accelerated cooperation, right? Like a lot of the banks, if they wanted to be able to um, to compete in today's market, particularly if branches are closed, they had to turn to fintech quickly to get things moving. I'm just wondering, is, is that in line with what you were just saying? Like sort of just, it's more the same, it just, it happened in a more compressed time frame. Yes, I think that, that what you're saying is, is a good summary. I think it's happening in a more compressed time frame. And that's the problem with, um, with, with technology. And it's a problem with technology, particularly for, for those banks who, um, who, are even, who have e either a restricted investment budget, who have uh, restrictions on, on, on development time, um, or who are working with, uh, with, with old ledgers, um, that digitalization uh, is, is, takes, takes a lot of time, takes a lot of money, and success is not guaranteed if you do it by yourself. So now, Working with um, with fintechs as uh, as as in an open architecture way as as a service provider can help bank accelerate that because they can insource most of the the products which otherwise they would need to build the, for themselves, and um, then they can focus on the other hand side on what they're good at. They can keep their their human touch uh, to 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 um to through the traditional banking. They can keep uh, focusing on on their their product on their local market know-how while they can get the, uh, the state-of-the-art products through, um, through third parties. And deposit solutions, um, we allow banks to get a deposit in a, in, in a new way. So here we open up a diverse, um, a diverse network of, uh, of distribution partners, uh, which uh, make the, uh, the, the distribution channel less systemic of, uh, because we'll, we'll go off the beaten track. And at the same time, it allows banks to raise deposits with wholesale um, simplicity while the underlying deposits are uh, exhibit retail characteristics like stickiness and, uh, and granularity. And that allows banks to, have, to exercise more control because you don't have a, an institutional uh, deposit broker in the middle. And it allows them to flexibly manage their fund funding costs. So, so I'm interested, uh, you know, in how deposit solutions, I guess, prices it's offering because you, you are somewhat, like you said, you're not a broker necessarily, but um, you're doing more than just providing them, you know, um, a digital bank account, uh, your partners. So like, are you, are you, do you charge on the assets that you bring them? Or are you charge on, I guess, I don't want to put words in mouth. How do you charge? Yeah. So first of all, <clears throat> let me, let me just be, be clear. We, we are, we are a platform. We're not a, we're not the bank, nor do we provide banking mm -hmm. uh, services. So we work with a, with a bank, with a, with a partner bank who does that. So deposit solutions itself does not touch the money and deposit solutions only uh, facilitates the, um, the, the, the instructions and, uh, and the platform while the actual money is moved by, by a bank. So the money is, stays in the system and is, is, is safe. Um, as it relates to deposit solutions uh, business model, we, uh, we charge banks uh, a fee on the deposits they're get, gathering, mm -hmm. which means then uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a free option in a way, right? If you, if you, if you offer a certain product uh, at certain terms and you can't get the deposits, well, you don't pay for it. 
If you do, you know exactly for what you're paying for. And um, so you can manage your cost base very effectively. That makes sense. And I'm sorry if I didn't quite understand it when I asked that question. It's clear to me now. Where do you think, Philip, the market is headed? You're, you're sitting at this, you know, sort of market launch phase in, in, in your career in the U.S. Um, where, where do you see the market headed in the next, you know, 9, 12, 24 months? Sorry if I ask again. When you say market, what do you mean? The, the banking, the general uh-huh. market, the deposit market? Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I would say the deposit market and sort of how banks are looking to deposit solutions to help them grow assets. Well, I think overall, I believe that banks will continue to rely heavily on, on deposit funding because it has a, a different uh, quality um, for, for them. And particularly if you look at... Um, liquidity uh, and, and matching maturities for banks, which is, which is important from a risk perspective. So deposits will remain, um, will remain very important. Um, banks in the US, in the US, the, the, the broker deposit market is a, is a very well established market. Um, currently, the, the FDIC has put out a, a request uh, for, for comments on their on the uh, proposed rule for, for or the proposed new role for, for broker deposits. We'll, we'll see where that goes. But um, where deposit solutions um, really uh, fits in is that on the one hand side, um, banks, if they want to have um, core deposits, I would say, who have a similar characteristic like ours, they need to go out and acquire the customer relationship and have and maintain the customer relationship to, to have these, uh, to have them qualified as core and have these characteristics. But if they can't, if they can't fully use that relationship because they, a bank in, in Kansas uh, can't really uh, provide a mortgage to the, the customer in, in California because they don't have the market know-how and so on and so forth. So then they're not able to really use uh, provide the relationship with the full customer relationship and, um, and basically pay for the relatively high customer acquisition costs. On the other hand side, if you are a, if you just provide, if you just take in broker money, at uh, at any point at maturity, which is with sweep every day or with broker CDs at maturity, you you are forced to um, to basically pay market prices that time at that point for the external uh, through the external um, institutional broker. With our platform, it allows you to be in the to to get the best of both worlds because we help you raise deposits. And then we leave it up to the bank to decide um, how they want to manage the, the underlying the underlying interest costs. Um, and um, so basically, they have uh, control and flexibility over their funding costs. In the rem- remaining time that we have, um, I'm curious, it may be too early even to talk about product pipeline, um, but how are you thinking about that? I guess it sounds to me a lot like you're basing the U.S. launch off of the experiences you guys have had in Europe is there a product pipeline? Is it, are you continue to roll out other products? Can you talk to us about sort of how you think about the, the evolution of your product? Well, we want to start. I think we, we want to start as we see ourselves as a platform and uh, and working working with banks. Um, first, first uh, part of our growth strategy is to add banks to to the platform to allow banks to to use the platform on the one hand side. On the other hand side add distribution partners so by that i believe we we will have our hands full for the for the next uh, couple of years to to build that that platform and in general i think with um, with savings uh, the savings accounts high yield savings accounts with uh, 
with CDs, with uh, no penalty CDs. Um, these are, this is a good starting point for, for our product suite. Wonderful. Philip, thank you for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. Thank you very much.